The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Welcome, everybody. Another round of Ask the Medical Experts. Jay, I'll be here, your host, each and every week. Uh, we delve into the Peconic Bay Medical Center as far as one of the great medical institutions uh, here on the island, especially in the East End. And uh, we kind of uh, get the experts on as far as uh, what they uh, have done to make this uh, this hospital work uh, so, uh, so finely as it does uh, that... Uh, we love talking to the folks, including this morning, or this afternoon, we should say, and that's Brandon Van Slyke. Uh, he happens to be the director of the pharmacy over at the PBMC, and he is our guest uh, for this segment. Brandon, great to have you here. Hi, Jay. Thanks for, be- uh, thanks for having me on. Indeed. Now, talk to me. As the director of the hospital's pharmacy, uh, let's give the audience a sense here. What roles do you and your team uh, play for both inpatient and outpatient care uh, over at the Peconic Bay Medical Center. Go ahead. Sure. Our goal in the pharmacy department is to provide the optimal medication therapy for all of our patients in a safe and timely manner. To do so, we work very closely with our physicians, our nursing partners, and other allied health uh, professionals to ensure that this happens. My role as the director is to oversee all aspects of the pharmacy, ensuring that we're meeting our regulatory compliance. Uh, I collaborate with other hospital leaders on process improvements, and I'm also monitoring the internal performance and quality of the pharmacy team. There you go. You get a lot on the plate, no doubt about it. Now, how long have you been at the PBMC, and 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 what has changed, uh, Brenda Vince, like as far as uh, in the pharmacy department, uh, as far as your tenure is concerned? Go ahead, my friend. Sure. I've been here about seven and a half years now. Um, I started off as a staff pharmacist, and then I moved into more of a clinical role, which I can talk about a little bit later. After that, I went into a senior manager role, and now I'm uh, as the director as of the last couple months or so. Um, When I first got here, as far as the pharmacy department, we had a very limited clinical pharmacy footprint within the hospital where we're working directly on rounds with the physician teams. As building up our pharmacy residency, we've really been able to increase that presence. One of the other things that's happened, as uh, I'm sure many of your listeners know, is Peconic Bay has had pretty explosive growth over the past couple of years, you know, especially during the time that I've been here. And we've really been working you know, to improve all of our processes so we can continue to provide that optimal level of care to our patients because we've went from, I think in the last two years, we have seen a 25% increase in the amount of orders that are coming in because we've seen many more patients coming in as they've continued to choose Peconic Bay Medical Center for their care. And why not? You mentioned growth. I mean, you know, over the years, my goodness, uh, and what a difference uh, the hospital is today is what it was 10 years ago. It's amazing. Uh, we're talking with Brendan Slyke. He is the director of the pharmacy over at the Peconic Bay uh, Medical Center. Brendan, you bring up the residency program. Let's explain to the audience what it is and, and why is it a, an important feature of the uh, PBMC pharmacy itself. Sure. So we started the residency program about five and a half years ago. This will be our sixth year of residence. We bring in two residents every year 
And these are new graduates from pharmacy school. So they're fresh out of school, but they have a lot of potential. There's some of the highest performing uh, students are the ones that we're bringing in. We have a very rigorous process for recruiting them. They go through a match program similar to what physicians do. If anyone's familiar, you kind of just interview with your place of um, that you're interested in, and then you put in how well you want to rank them. We put in how well we rank our candidates, and then we get matched with candidates. We've been happy. This is our 11th and 12th resident. I've been very happy with what they've done for us. But as it's a training program, what we're doing is we're putting them in all different aspects of the pharmacy environment. They go on rounds with our general medicine teams. They work in our intensive care unit. They're really working as the medication experts for those teams and being able to give real-time information and feedback to better care for our patients. So it's been a tremendous help to us to have these residents, as well as been a tremendous help for the residents because it gives them that ability to go through all different levels of care and really figure out where they want their niche to be, as well as getting valuable experience to move forward in their career. That's great stuff. It's almost like on-the-job training beyond, you know. Uh, that's, uh, and it's, it's a win-win for all your side as well, without question here. Um, talk to me a little bit about the uh, situation of a pharmacy. So you have, without you know, being said everything else, what, what separates, a lot of people kind of think, is, okay, so you got to, what separates a hospital-based pharmacy from one of the many neighborhood retail pharmacies? What are some of the differences? Sure. So the main difference, I would say, between the hospital and retail is just the acuity of the patient population. When you're in a retail pharmacy, you know, they're usually dispensing either a short course of medications like antibiotics for a stable patient or long-term medications that the patients are going to take for their life. In the hospital, the pharmacy team is taking care of patients who are much sicker. They may need frequent adjustments to their medications. Uh, the pharmacy team works very closely with the physicians. They're in frequent contact throughout the day on how best to treat our patients because the pharmacists really in the hospital are functioning as the medication experts. So they're a resource that the physicians can go to whenever they have questions about the medications. Whereas in the you know retail side, sometimes the retail ph pharmacists will need to contact the physicians if something is particularly wrong, but you're not often having that back-and-forth conversation where we have in the pharmacy uh, in inpatient. There you go. So it's a little more patient-oriented, uh, without question. We'll get one more in before the break. Uh, we're talking with Brenda Van Slyke. He's the director of the pharmacy over the Peconic Bay uh, Medical Center. Um, so how does PBMC's pharmacy team work alongside uh, the physician there, Brendan, in order to make, uh, you know, make sure both patients, both in and out uh, of the hospital, care for and receive the proper medications, obviously, that they'll need as part of their plan of care? How does that all work? Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, the pharmacists are really the medication experts for the hospital. You know, we're there as a reference whenever the physicians have a question. We're also making sure that all the medications are getting there at the proper dose, at the proper time, 
Um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier with the clinical side of it, you know, the pharmacist can be on rounds and when the patients, when the uh, physicians are going to see the patients, pharmacists can be there as well. So the physicist can say, you know, I have this patient, they have, um, you know, a resistant form of, uh, MRSA, um, which I imagine a lot of people have heard of in the community. Yeah. Uh, what options do we have? What can we treat them with? One of the other things that we do is we kind of act as the backstop. So we're looking, we have a lot of reports that our team is running every day just to look for common things that may have gone wrong or just simply, you know, monitoring therapy. For instance, we have one medication called vancomycin that, you know, we monitor all the patients who are on this therapy every day. It's an antibiotic. It's used to treat MRSA and other things. And we really help to daily monitor it, make sure the doses are appropriate, and work with the physicians to adjust any doses as needed to ensure those patients are getting their optimal therapy. Gotcha. Very important to monitor. That is the, the key here. Uh, without question. Are there a lot of factors that determine what medications get prescribed to a patient, uh, Brenda? Well, there certainly are. I mean, it really has to do, you know, with a whole bunch of different factors. You know, what the patients are in for, you know, how sick they are, what they're taking at home. We want to make sure that what they're taking at home doesn't interact with any of the medications that we're going to be giving them while they're here in the hospital. Yeah. So yeah, there's probably probably more than I can name, I'm sure. But that's why we're here in the hospital working with the physicians to make sure that our patients are cared for appropriately. And that's why it's so important to monitor everything because you know, you're in house, you have direct communication lines obviously, uh with the physicians at hand treating those patients, and that's why it's so important uh to keep on top of things. You guys are doing a great job. Listen, we got more conversation. Uh, ahead of us, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to Ask the Medical Experts. Jay Oliver here, my guest, Brandon Van Slyke, uh, with the pharmacy over the PBMC. He is the director of, and we will get back to that discussion uh, right after these messages. Listening to Ask Medical Experts, Jay over here. Each and every week, folks, we uh, talk to uh, one of the prospective leads in a particular field over at the PBMC, Peconic Bay Medical Center. It's such a great institution, uh, and uh, we certainly enjoy it. Hopefully, it conveys some very important information uh, to you. Brenda Mintz, like my guest, the director of the pharmacy at the Peconic Bay Medical Center. Uh, Brenda, let's get back to some, uh, some stuff regarding, you know, we hear a lot. Uh, about the dangers of prescription meds if they're not taken correctly. You touched upon that a little while ago. Um, how can listeners uh, help to make sure that they, maybe their loved ones, are taking their medications properly, if you don't mind? 
Sure, I think this is a very important topic. You know, I think one thing to note, even different than just uh, dangers of not taking it correctly from like an adverse side effect um, standpoint, is really if you're not taking the medication correctly, you may not be getting the benefit. I mean, patients are on these medications for a certain reason to be able to treat a certain disease, either if it's a short course of antibiotics, making sure that all of the antibiotics are finished and taken appropriately so that we're not leading to resistant organisms and so the patient gets better, or for long-term control medications to make sure that the disease state the patient has is being adequately treated. Unfortunately, we do see a lot of patients coming back to the hospital because they're not taking the medications as they're prescribed, and therefore they're not getting the benefit and they end up coming back sick when they otherwise may not have to. So looking at that, I think the most important thing is to make sure that you know exactly how you or your loved one is supposed to take it. And you can certainly do that when you're in a physician's office talking with them and just, you know, make sure to take the extra two minutes to ask them like, Doc, I'm just not 100% sure. Can you help me with this? Mm. But if you don't get that opportunity, at any time, this is one place where I'll plug the pharmacy profession as a whole. The pharmacists in the retail are some of the most accessible providers that are out there. And, you know, they're always willing to just kind of discuss the medications that you're on and be able to give you a little bit of counseling on how to appropriately take them important with some medications if you stop taking them, you know, cold turkey, so to speak, without talking with the provider, you can actually cause harm to yourself because some Good of these point. medications, when they're in your body, are working on certain systems. And then when you stop taking them, those systems go out of whack. So it's really important not to stop anything without telling your physician about it. And the last thing I wanted to talk, especially in, you know, cold and flu season, is just with over-the-counter products, a lot of them can be combination products, and you may end up taking a couple different products and not realizing how many of the components are actually the same. One one typical example is NyQuil, where it has three different components, acetaminophen or Tylenol, doxalamine, or um, it's similar to Benadryl, not exactly the same combination, but similar medication, yeah. and dextromethorphan, where, you know, you have these three components, and if you're taking additional Tylenol on top of that, you could potentially put yourself in harm's way. So it's always good just to make sure to read the bottles and make sure that the ingredients um, are not the same and you're not taking too many of them. Excellent point. You can damage your liver. You don't want to do that. It's so important. And, you know, the overall theme here, folks, is don't become a doctor. <laughs> Let the doctor decide as far as, you know, how you take your, your doses. You know, that's the key. Uh, make a great point regarding, you know what, stop and start and all that. Let a physician determine that uh, for you. That's the whole key here. Talk with Brenda Ben Slyke, uh, director of the pharmacy, PBMC. Um, you know, there recently has been a focus on educating people about the proper disposal uh, brand of medication. Can you tell how prescriptions should be disposed properly and what happens if they're not? Sure. I mean, I think this is a bit of a twofold question, especially 
yeah. on Long Island where the drugs can certainly get into our drinking water if not properly disposed. Uh, but the best case scenario, actually, we have a drop box in the lobby of Peconic Bay Medical Center where you can bring any medications that you want to dispose of. You know, it's a big blue box. Um, when you come into the front desk, they can show you where it is, but it's pretty easy to see. So really, that's the optimal way because they're going to yeah. be discarded in a safe manner. We know they're not going to, you know, get into anyone's hands. You know, one of the concerns with putting them in the trash, too, is there is a possibility that, you know, pets could get into them or something. I actually had a, a friend from pharmacy school who had a uh, a cat get in there and actually unfortunately passed away because it ate some prescription medications. Wow. So it can happen. Really, the best thing to do is bring it to that Dropbox. But if you can't do that, you know, one thing you can do if you are going to throw it into the garbage is just mix it with something like coffee grind, something like that, so it's not really going to be, um, you know, easily taken back out and used. Very important to discard the medications because you don't want any of your loved ones to accidentally take them or intentionally take them. You know, we know there's an opioid epidemic out there. You don't want to um, have any of your loved ones maybe be hurt by taking medications that you know, were were for you, and they notice them and they end up taking them. Yeah, good, good advice. Great advice with uh, with the brethren's like brethren. You know, as we close this out, you know, one of the more prominent things that you mentioned at the beginning. Um, was the pharmaceutical residency program at BBMC? Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what made you uh, kind of to kind of get into the world of uh, pharmacology, and what advice would you give uh, to students out there that are interesting, interested? We should say in pursuing a career, the field that of a pharmacist. Sure. So actually, I got my start um, at Riverhead High School. I'm a, a local product of the schooling system here, and I had an AP chemistry teacher in high school who I believe he was a physician before he started teaching, and I think he had went, he had worked uh, in a pharmacy as a technician while he was going through school. And, you know, he told me, like, look, you really have this acumen for chemistry and for biology. I think this would be a good career for you to go down. You know, I, um, of course, I didn't necessarily listen to him right away. I went to Stony Brook. I got a bachelor's in biochemistry. But I was always thinking, you know, maybe there's something else I could do. Maybe I could go into healthcare. It did interest me. And so, you know, I applied a couple years later to go back to pharmacy school. I think, you know, the advice that I would give to anyone new starting out is pharmacy is a great career. And I really think it has a bright future. I would recommend anyone who's interested, maybe go shadow a pharmacist in a retail setting if they can get into it. Um, you know, we sometimes have people come in a little bit and shadow us in the hospital as well. I've had a few people request to do that, so that's an option. And just, you know, try to research it, learn what you can about the profession and see if it's for you. I've been very happy with my career in pharmacy. Um and, you know, I would really encourage people to follow that path. And, you know, when you do, just study hard, work for it, and uh, I think it will be really rewarding for people. Yeah, it's good advice. It really is. You know, you want to get into something, it's a great way to shadow experts like yourself. Just to, 
you know, to make sure that they want to put the time and the effort and the dollars, whatever it's needed to complete and become, you know, that of a pharmacist. So I think it's important stuff. Uh, I have to know one personally. He's a great guy. Makes a very good living out of it, too. Uh, Closing out, people have heard this today. Uh, Brendan, it's like, where would they go? The webs- is there a website, learn more, all the services provided here? Sure. So listeners can go to pbmchealth.org to find out more about all the new and exciting services that PBMC is able to offer. You know, as I spoke earlier, we're rapidly growing. We're adding new services all the time. I've been in meetings to figure out how the pharmacy staff can optimally, you know, make sure that we have these new services be a success. I think coming to PBMC for your care is a great idea. You know, really have the best quality in physicians, nurses, pharmacists, and all of our other allied health professionals. Um, I've loved working here for the last seven and a half years, and I hope that uh, you and your family members choose to come here as well. Brendan, really enjoyed it. Brendan Van Slyke, director of the pharmacy over the Peconic Bay Medical Center. Great information and uh, great learning today from uh, from yours truly here to the audience as well. Brendan, have a fantastic holiday season, New Year's and everything else, and we hope to have you as a future guest. How's that? Thanks, Jay. You as well. And very nice having uh, Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it all. Jay Oliver here, ladies and gentlemen. We will do it again. And give you another edition of Ask Medical Experts, all regarding the Peconic Bay Medical Center. Stay safe, always stay safe, and mainly stay healthy. We'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.